Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rose, and welcome to episode 147 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Tunic, Shredders, and Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. The games coming out this week include The Sims 4 Decor to the Max Kit, Zero Escape The Nonary Games, Tainted Grail Conquest, Kraken Academy, A Place for the Unwilling, Richie's Nightmares, A Memoir Blue, Bouncy Boy and Puzzle Land, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, and Airy Combine 2. A bunch of games announced and already out for Xbox Game Pass. Tunic launched the same day into Xbox Game Pass, and now you can also play Shredders on Cloud PC and Xbox Series X and S, The Dungeon of Nebaholic, The Amulet of Chaos on Cloud and Console, Tainted Grail Conquest on Console, Zero Escape The Nonary Games on Cloud Console and PC, Available on March 24th, you can play Norco on PC, F1 2021 on console, Crusader Kings 3 on the Series X and S on March 29th, and then Weird West, it's launching day and day on Xbox Game Pass, and you can play it on cloud console and PC March 31st. Now onto last week's biggest news stories, and we have six to cover this week. Number one, Hogwarts Legacy will be released this holiday. Matt Kim at IGN writes, Hogwarts Legacy will be released in holiday 2022. Two years after it was first revealed to the world, Avalanche Software announced Hogwarts Legacy will be released this holiday. Before the release window, Avalanche showed off nearly 20 minutes of gameplay that included all the various activities players can partake in their life as a wizarding student at Hogwarts. This includes taking magic classes, wizard duels, raising magical creatures, and more. Hogwarts Legacy was announced in 2020 and was set to be released in 2021 before being delayed to 2022. The holiday release window is slightly more concrete though, so folks hoping to hop on a train to Hogwarts will have to wait until the tail end of this year. Today's state of play was almost exclusively geared towards showing off the various activities players can do at Hogwarts, and it's quite a bit. From being sorted to your own house and studying as a fifth year wizarding student, Hogwarts Legacy truly seems to be a chance for players to live their life as a wizard student. As for plot details, those remain under wraps. Players will join in as fifth year students in the late 1800s, players can also fully create their own character so there's no set protagonist to inhabit. I for one am very excited for this game, it looks like everything I've ever wanted from a Harry Potter game. Absolutely love the movies, so I can't wait to get my hands on this considering I really never played any of the games growing up. I used to watch my friend play the Chamber of Secrets, but that was back on the GameCube, and to me it looked great, but god, go back and watch those clips. One of my favorite memes too, PS1 Hagrid, look it up. Number 2, Microsoft rolls out major performance improvements for Xbox Cloud Gaming on iOS. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, Microsoft has rolled out what it calls some quote, major performance improvements, end quote, to Xbox Cloud Gaming running on supported iOS devices. According to a post over on Xbox Wire, those using Xbox Cloud Gaming to stream games on iOS devices should now have a smoother and more responsive gameplay experience. Microsoft hasn't explicitly stated what changes it's made under the hood, but notes that since updating the service, it's seen a, quote, significant increase in positive player feedback, end quote, and higher engagement, including 35% longer playtimes. I want to highlight this new story in case anyone tried it on iOS and had a bad experience. Give it another shot. I for one to be traveling this weekend, it will be away for a couple of days, so I'm going to give cloud gaming another chance on the go because it really didn't work great for me in the past, so here's to hoping the improvements make a significant difference. Number 3. Elden Ring gets a major patch to fix issues, add quest phases, and drop a new NPC. Ryan Dinsdale at IGN writes, 
Elden Ring has received a major patch across all platforms which fixes a number of bugs and even adds new content, or perhaps finishes some previously unfinished content. Developer From Software said in its patch notes that it's added new phases to NPC questlines for Dialos, Nephili Lu, Kenneth Height, and Gatekeeper Gastic, and has also added new NPC summons to some boss fights. It's not clear if these quests are brand new or close off questlines for characters that previously weren't complete. Players can also encounter a new NPC altogether. Jar Burin, a small living jar that can be found sitting on some steps in the north of Jarbarg. There's now a way to track all these NPCs too, as From Software has added a much requested function to name icons on the map when you encounter an NPC, making it easier to keep track of where they all are. This includes nomadic merchants, who now have their own icon on the map. In terms of balance updates, players will now find it easier to upgrade their weapons in the early game as the drop rate of smithing stones has been increased, and the upgrade material has also added to some shops. A number of player items, weapons, and sorceries have also been made more effective and easier to use, alongside two dozen specific bug issues and general performance upgrades. Given that this game is the biggest one in the world right now, I absolutely had to include this new story for all of you playing it. Given this is being described as one of the best open world games ever made, from a strictly game design perspective, I'm going to have to give this game a chance, I just don't know when. Currently trying to go through Horizon Forbidden West, but maybe after that. Number 4. Supermassive Games announces horror game The Quarry. Heidi Nicholas at True Achievements writes, Supermassive Games and 2K have announced The Quarry, which launches for Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One on June 10th. Quote, When the sun goes down on the last night of summer camp, nine teenage counselors are plunged into an unpredictable night of horror. The only thing worse than the blood-drenched locals and creatures hunting them are the unimaginable choices you must make to help them survive. End quote. We learn a little bit more about The Quarry over on the game site. It revolves around the 19 camp counselors of Hackett's Quarry who think they have the camp to themselves for a night, but whose, quote, party plans unravel into an unpredictable night of horror. With life or death decisions around every turn, the choices you make will determine how the story unfolds, end quote. Given this game is a clear spiritual successor to Until Dawn, I will absolutely be playing this game day one. I loved my time with that game, even though I came to it years later, so I'm very excited to get our hands on it, and it's so nice that this game is going to be launching in only a couple months on June 10th. Number 5. EA to skip annual EA Play Live event this year. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, EA has confirmed it won't hold an EA Play Live event in 2022 and will instead showcase its upcoming games throughout the year, quote, when the time is right, end quote. In a statement shared with IGN, an EA representative said, quote, we love EA Play Live as it's our way of connecting with our players and sharing what's new with all of you. However, this year things aren't lining up to the show you everything on one date. We have exciting things happening at our world-class studios, and this year we'll reveal much more about these projects when the time is right for each of them. We look forward to spending time with you throughout the year, end quote. Since 2016, EA Play Live has traditionally taken place alongside June's E3 event as an in-person event, but for the past two years the event has been all digital affair due to the coronavirus pandemic. EA has plenty of high-profile games in development, including Mass Effect 4, Dragon Age 4, 3 Star Wars games, and the upcoming Dead Space remake. Back in January, the ESA canceled plans for an in-person E3 event and is yet to announce if it will be going ahead digitally this year. However, Jeff Keighley has confirmed that his digital summer game fest will return. Just being a person whose best time of year every year is the Super Bowl of gaming, which is E3, or so it used to be, I am disappointed by this news. However, I don't want them to force a show together if they don't have anything announced. Like they said, when the time is right, show us what you got. And number six, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members can watch the Halo TV show for free for 30 days. Tom Ivan at VGC writes, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members in the US will be able to watch the new Halo TV show free of charge for one month through a new promotion. A free 30-day Paramount Plus trial will be made available to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers beginning on March 23rd, which is the day before the new Halo TV show debuts. 
The upcoming show stars Emmy and Tony nominee Pablo Schreiber as Master Chief, Natasha Michonne as Dr. Halsey, and Jen Taylor as Cortana. The first season reportedly had a budget over $10 million per episode, and Paramount has already renewed the show for a second season. So although this is more of a TV movie news story, given it's Halo, given it's the first series debut for a game and show that has been in development for over 10 years I think at this point, I had to include it since you can watch it for free and at least give it a shot. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's currently sitting at a 57% with 21 critic ratings, which isn't great. I have seen some positive reviews, so I'm excited to give it a shot and see what this thing can do. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and given the news about Hogwarts Legacy, I thought we'd do a quick rundown of all the previous Harry Potter games, since there has been a big drought. In 2001, we got LEGO creator Harry Potter and Harry Potter the Philosopher's Stone. In 2002, we got Harry Potter and the Chambers of Secrets and LEGO creator Harry Potter and the Chambers of Secrets. In 2003, we got Harry Potter Quidditch World Cup. In 2004, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. In 2005, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. 2007, Harry Potter and the Order of Phoenix. 2009, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. In 2010, we got Lego Harry Potter Years 1-4, through 4, and then Harry Potter and the Death of Hallows Part 1. In 2011, we got Lego Harry Potter Years 5-7, through 7, and Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Then 2012, Harry Potter for Connect, Book of Spells, and then in 2013, Book of Potions. So we have not gotten a new game in Harry Potter since 2013. It's going to be going on 9 years if the game actually releases in 2022, and I for one cannot be more excited. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please do me a favor, subscribe to your favorite podcast service, and share with your friends to help the show grow. Leave a review and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I've just been too busy with life to play any games, but I'm hoping to play some games like I mentioned on Xbox Cloud Gaming, so maybe I'll have more to report next week. My name is Brandon Rose, you can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. Hope you all have a great week, stay safe, and keep on gaming.